0: Good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. In uh, a move that surprised, I think, many people, the Vatican announced today that Pope Francis will consecrate Russia and Ukraine to Mary's Immaculate Heart. This coming Friday, his papal envoy will do the same uh, in Fatima. And uh, I've asked Dr. Matthew Bunsen to join us right now. Matthew is Executive Editor and Washington Bureau Chief for EWT News and a Senior Fellow at the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology. He's author or co-author of more than 50 books, including the first English-language biography of Pope Francis, and you can follow him on Twitter at Matt Bunsen. Matthew, good to have you.
1: Great to be with you, as always.
0: What do you make of this? First of all, were you surprised?
1: I was. Uh, the message from the Sala Stampa, sort of the official announcement, uh, was late in the day uh, in its release, and uh, those... Them, In that sense, too, it was unusual, because uh, most announcements uh, come earlier in the day, Rome time. Uh, And it probably shouldn't be a huge shock, uh, in part because we know that uh, the Ukrainian bishops uh, have said that they were writing, they they wrote to the Pope. That's true, uh, yeah. All the way back, I think, on March 2nd. Uh, asking him, essentially, that as they put it, in these hours of immeasurable pain and terrible ordeal for our people, uh, that uh, Your Holiness, they said, to publicly perform the act of consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary of Ukraine and Russia, as requested by the Blessed Virgin and Fatima. And uh, so I think this is the Holy Father who is, as uh, is both his right and is very appropriate, I think, uh, is undertaking uh, a consecration because consecrations, in and of themselves, are worth doing.
0: Yeah. Um, Exactly what, for people who, you know, are unfamiliar with this kind of Catholic practice, what is a consecration of this sort?
1: Well, a consecration, uh, to to put it plainly, uh, is from the Latin. What it means, quite literally, is to set apart. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it means more than that, it's not simply setting something apart, but it really is setting it aside or setting it apart for a holy purpose. For something that is sacred, yeah. and the key that uh, is important here is the one that uh, Pope John Paul II used especially, uh, and that is uh, entrustment. And in that sense, they're they're very they're really considered synonymous. But John Paul II uh, liked to use the term entrustment, and we, the reason I, I say that is because he himself had that profound entrustment uh, of himself in the Blessed Mother. Uh, he his own Episcopal motto: "Totus Tuus." Uh, Had at the heart of it uh, his trusting himself and trusting himself and consecrating himself to Christ through Mary. And really, what we're seeing here, I think, is that setting apart or that entrustment, that consecration of Russia and Ukraine in what I think all of us see is a very dire moment for the world. And of course, uh, John Paul II, uh, who was one of the great Marian pontiffs in the history of the church consecrated the whole church and the world to Mary at least three times during his pontificate. Mm -hmm. And the most Mm -hmm. famous relating to Russia, of course, is in
0: 1984. Mm -hmm. I guess I was going to say, what does it have to do with uh, also uh, the Fatima message, uh, you know, that that Mary requested, uh, the children say that Mary requested that the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart and the communion of uh, reparation, Uh, On first Saturdays If my requests are heeded Russia will be converted And there will be peace If not, she will spread her errors Throughout the world Causing wars and persecutions of the church The good will be martyred The Holy Father will have much to suffer Various nations will be annihilated And in the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me And she shall be converted And a period of peace will be granted to the world um, a lot there. Uh, but how does yes, this consecration yes, connect with Fatima?
1: Well, the the question has been raised over the years whether or not uh, that actual consecration uh, was done. Now, yeah. we can look back in history, and we can see that Pope Pius XII consecrated the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in 1942. Uh, he was joined at the time by the, the bishops of Portugal. Uh, but uh, one of the things that uh, was noted is that While Russia was not specifically named, we we do know that uh, he probably shortened the war because of it. Mm -hmm. He did issue an apostolic letter in 1952 that uh, really uh, consecrated the Russian people, the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In 1964, Paul VI also offered public prayer, but the the one that really everyone looks at is in 1984. And it's less of a question, I think, of the controversies surrounding it. Uh, the, the answer really is that Sister Lucia, uh, who is the visionary who we trust, uh, who affirmed uh, that the consecration request of the Blessed Mother at Fatima was fulfilled in 1984 by John Paul II. And like I said, I know that there's, there has been controversy surrounding that. Mm-hmm. But we can also add uh, that The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith affirmed that as well. And so part of our task then uh, is to recognize uh, that the rightful authorities of the Church uh, have made that pronouncement. Now, as to this, what this is not, I think, is some rejection or some statement uh, that it was not done previously.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The best way to put this, I think, is that... As I was saying earlier, any consecration in principle was worth doing. What we're seeing are different historical contexts. And what I mean by that is that we had in the Soviet Union uh, the vile atheism and the persecution of the faithful. What we're now seeing in Ukraine in this invasion on the part of Russia is fratricidal war that could spark something even bigger yeah. uh, for the world. Yeah, So we've moved really from a tyrannical atheist regime to a fratricidal, and what is really a bitter, almost, uh, it has so many ecumenical and religious dimensions, too. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it has a very profound spiritual purpose, and consecrations, then, uh, entrustment, to go back to what John Paul II was saying, uh, it's an ongoing necessity. And so here we have a new historical context with the same spiritual solution. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think, is an important point to
0: make. Yeah, it is. It's become almost a tradition, isn't it? I mean, the consecration uh, of a nation or in the world uh, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. It's been done so many times that you wonder if this is going to be something that will you know, show up every 50, 75 years.
1: Well, I think the, the consecrations like this uh, have their own values, you and I have just been
0: yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: sure. And... Uh, And that's something that we really need to look at, uh, that here we have our entrustment to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, something that we have seen throughout all of history. The the idea of uh, consecrations uh, we find rich in Catholic history of that entrustment uh, to mm-hmm. the Blessed Mother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we see that in some of the greatest of uh, the writings of, of the saints. And I, I think, for example, of St. Louis de Montfort. Uh, and of course, we, we keep coming back, don't we, to Pope St. John Paul II. Yeah. And this devotion. In Maximilian Kolbe. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's worth doing uh, in and of itself. And at this moment, uh, we can look to what we have done in our history of faith and ask ourselves, why wouldn't we want to try to consecrate uh, ourselves, Russia and Ukraine uh, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Yeah. And it's also worth noting too, that um, again, we don't want to get into the, the countries and everything else, but here we're looking at the consecration of Ukraine and Russia, two separate countries.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, the, the bishops of Ukraine asked Pope Francis uh, to do this consecration, uh, which in and of itself, I think, makes it worthwhile doing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I think it, it is interesting that uh, they the consecration is, is for Ukraine and Russia, uh, which is something I'm sure uh, the Holy Father considered uh, when he decided to go forward with this uh, he, he, by, by the uh, affirming Ukraine Uh, as a nation state uh, just as russia is a nation state uh, he must have considered that that might have geopolitical uh, ramifications uh, although simply repeating what i think most of us in the west anyways have accepted as a reality and that is that ukraine is a separate nation from from russia
1: that's right yeah that's right and and I, i think uh the the request Uh, is significant that it came from the Ukrainian bishops, uh, recognizing the the dire situation in which they find themselves. And uh, anyone, you and I have talked, and I know you've had many guests talking about this, if you're familiar with the the history of Ukraine, in particular in the 20th century, I'm not setting aside all of the the rich and magnificent history of Ukraine or the suffering of its people over the centuries, but what it endured, that the Catholic Church in Ukraine, uh, the, the, the Greek... Catholic Church, the Ruthenians, the Armenians, and the Latins, was truly horrendous. Right. So the bishops themselves are very much aware of the historical context of the request, uh, and but also the importance of doing this entrustment, this consecration, because of the spiritual benefits, because of we are turning to the Blessed Mother at this moment. I also found it very interesting that Pope Francis, as the uh, announcement from the Holy See uh, was made, is planning to perform uh, the consecration in St. Peter's. And at the same time, uh, one of his important figures who has emerged in this, the papal almoner, Cardinal Konrad Krajewski, uh, will be in Fatima
0: Yeah, uh, at yeah, the same so time. Yeah, no, I think that's significant.
1: beautiful connection to the Blessed
0: Mother. Yeah, yeah, there's simply no doubt that the Holy Father is trying to make sure the connections are uh, looked at and seen and heard uh, loud and clear. Um, So this is, uh, again, it is also an act that should bring Catholics together. And, you know, when there's a universal uh, consecration like this, it gives us all a chance to remember that we are, in fact, a global church and that— uh we uh we recognize and we bear witness to a kingdom uh, not of this world so i think it's a great yeah, chance for right. us yeah
1: and we live uh in a historical moment we we live in history yep. and uh these entrustments these consecrations uh will be noted in history as well and uh people in future generations i think will look back on this we hope uh and will remember that this consecration took place, and we can only hope and pray that uh, it has a real transforming effect on this conflict and prevent something much, much worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know it's, it's awfully short time. Do you have any idea if E.W. Channel will be able to broadcast this?
1: Uh, that uh, I really couldn't comment because yeah. I don't know,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I mean it's come up awfully quick it's you got to do a lot of work yes, it did. yeah, <laughs> so I mean I'd be surprised if uh, we were able to do it, but uh, well these are these are important times, and I think it's important that uh, again, uh, we all participate uh, in this because um, as you point out, we're at a critical moment in human history. And if there's ever a time that we need to remind ourselves that there's something more than human history at work here, now's the time. Yes. So, Thanks, Matthew. Absolutely. Thank All right. God bless. Dr. Matthew Bunsen, I'm Al Creston.